I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it in style. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to yet another podcast. And I'm sure that God will be bringing words to us that will transform our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So make sure you are connected, you are focused. And I'm sure that your life will never be the same again. But before we go on, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we give you praise and glory. We give you full control over what we're going to say. We ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit, and that we will never be the same again. For the entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do you know, the Christian life is a beautiful experience. A beautiful experience. Knowing Jesus is the best thing that can happen to any man, any woman. The best thing. Hallelujah. When you're in Christ, the Bible says you're a new creation. It says all things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. You are a new creation. You're a new person, completely new. Hallelujah. But you see, just as um, a human being like gives birth to a newborn baby, you know, the baby is born. Now, it's not enough for you to be born. There are so many things that need to be done thereafter. Hallelujah. There are developmental stages that you need to pass through as a newborn baby. In fact, when a child is just born, that child needs help from somebody else. A child, a baby will never survive if the child is just born and abandoned. At that time, the baby will need someone else to feed, feed it, you know, to nourish it, to take care of it, you know, at a little, you know, when the baby is just born. And then as the baby grows gradually, it becomes independent gradually. In fact, from the time of conception, when the child is in the womb, there is a connection through what is called the umbilical cord to the mother. And so everything goes on through that. So the child is connected to the mother directly. And then when the child is born, it marks the first separation. The umbilical cord is cut off and the child begins to breathe by itself, begins to feed by itself, at least through its mouth. And, you know, um, you know pass out excreta and all. Praise God by himself after the child is born. So it marks the first separation. And then after that, mother is nourishing the child feeding the child doing all that stuff for the child and while that is happening the child is growing 
So initially, mother has to put food in the mouth of the child. Praise the Lord. From, you know, from breast milk and then later, maybe she starts nourishing the child with semi-solid foods. Gradual process. And then it will come to a time, maybe the child is three years old, four years old, five. Mother will say, you have to feed yourself. So she'll bring the food, put everything, but you have to take that food and put it in your mouth. That's another level of independence. And then gradually, it will get to a time, let's say it's a girl, gets to a time, maybe you're 12, 13, mother starts teaching you how to cook. And so before she provides everything, cooks everything, puts it in the plate, puts it in your mouth, and all you have to do is to chew and swallow. But before that, when the child was in the womb, you don't even do all that. The mother does everything and just passes it into your system through the umbilical cord. But it gets to a point where mother provides the food and brings to the house, but then you have to cook it, prepare it, and then feed yourself. That too is another level of independence. And then you get to the point where you're completely independent of your mother. You have to go out from 18 and above, you know. The child becomes an adult. You have to go out to work. And after you work, you go and you purchase the food. And then you go home, you cook the food. And then you feed yourself, you eat. That too is another level of independence. Praise God. So you see, it's not enough for you to be born. After you are born, then there are these developmental stages you need to pass through. For you to become a full-grown adult, that you can be completely independent. You can take care of yourself. Praise the Lord. And the goal of every parent, that's why many, that's what every parent is doing. Their goal ultimately is to be able to raise their children to get to the position where they can be independent. They can fend for themselves. That's the goal of every parent. Now, some will want to raise their children in a certain way, hoping that they will be independent in that way. They will be able to fend for themselves, stand for themselves in that way. But sometimes it doesn't go as they plan for it to go. And that's why the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. Because there is a way that a child should go. Praise the Lord. There's a way. And you see, the Bible says, children are the heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Children are a blessing from God. And I've said this before. It doesn't matter how they are conceived. It doesn't matter how they are conceived. They are from God. All children are from God. Somebody says, what if the woman was raped? The child is still from God. Somebody say, wow, how? See, listen, and I've explained this before. A curse, or let me say a mistake of man is not God's mistake. Praise the Lord. A mistake from man is not God's mistake. Was it right that the woman was raped? No. No, it was not right. Absolutely wrong. But a child that was conceived, an innocent child, came as a result of that. So God in his infinite wisdom, he knows the best child to send into the world as a result of that situation that happened. He knows the best person that can be born through that circumstance that can still go through the whole thing that will come through it and still grow to be a successful person. God knows the perfect person. So he sends the right person. So that's why I say a human mistake is not necessarily God's mistake. Hallelujah. A human mistake is not God's mistake. Praise God. And this is one thing people need to understand. And that's why, you know, there are these people who are clamoring for abortion and this and that and that. 
say, ah, what if the person went through this? See, you don't know your life. You don't know what will happen in the future. I know a particular lady who I had to pray for at some point. She was raped and in the process she got pregnant. And guess what? She gave birth to a girl. And do you know the lady is in her 50s right now? That girl she gave birth to is her only child. She told me about it. And I also spoke to the daughter. I had to pray for the daughter and counsel the daughter. Hallelujah. So who knows? There are many people who are praying to have children, whatever. Now, anyhow, they are praying to have children. Now, this is something very sensitive, but it's true. Hallelujah. Are we encouraging? No, that by no means it's wrong. And of course, there are laws to deal with such situations. So even if the judge says it is, even if somebody wants to suggest it's right, there is a law to deal with such things. But the point is, a human mistake is not necessarily God's mistake. Hallelujah. So children, the Bible says, that the heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is God's reward. So every child that is conceived and born into this world is a reward from God. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. Now having said that, I said it's not enough for the child to just be born and just be like that. The child has to be raised. And parents, their dream is to raise that child to maturity so the child can stand on his own and fend for himself. But some parents go about it the wrong way. They try to raise them up in a certain way, which is not right. Now, when a child is conceived and a child is born, it is important to ask God, Lord, why did you give me this child? What is the purpose of this child? Hallelujah. What is this child going to do? Hallelujah. And so when you know about this, you will know how to raise the child. Praise the Lord. You will know how to raise the child, which is very important. So many children today, um, not just children, people have become adults now, but they are going through certain problems because they were not raised properly. And that's why they are going through what they are going through. There are some people, and I've preached something about this before, about different animals and the skills that they have. Praise the Lord. Now, every child born into this world has a particular unique character, something unique that a child is going to accomplish in this world. Everyone actually has a purpose. Everyone born into this world has a purpose. There's a reason why they were born. Every child. And you know, one person may be skillful in one thing and the other person may not be in that thing. Hallelujah. So we need to find out what our children, what the children can accomplish. And that can only be gotten from God. And that's why prayer is important. Hallelujah. I want to look at a very interesting story in the book of Judges. Judges chapter 13 and I'm reading from verse 1. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines 40 years. They were delivered into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites whose name was Manoah and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Hallelujah. Glory to God. She was barren, 
And then the angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, Listen, you are barren, but you will conceive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If there's a woman hearing me right now, and the doctor said you were barren, and or you've not been able to conceive, the word of the angel is what I'm telling you today. Hallelujah. The Bible says the angel of the Lord said to the woman, Behold now, you are barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just the way the angel told this woman, I'm telling you, even though it looks like you are barren, you will conceive and you will give birth to your own child in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, let's read on. Verse 4. He says, Now therefore, beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. Pause. Now, look at what is going on here. This woman is on her own. And then this angel shows up. And then the angel says to her, Listen, yeah, I know. They've done some medical checks on you and they say you can't conceive, you can't have children. But I'm telling you, you will have a son. You will be pregnant and you will have a son. Now listen carefully to what I want to say to you. You are not allowed to drink any wine or strong drink. Because in those days, their wine uh, was alcoholic. So it's not a word saying don't drink alcohol. Hallelujah. Or any strong drink. Then he goes on to say, Say, and you're not allowed to eat any unclean thing. Then he says, Okay, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and no razor. He begins to tell her how to raise the child because the woman does not know anything about this child. Praise the Lord. So he begins to tell her how to raise the child. Listen, this is how you are going to raise this child. No razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Did you see that? So he begins to tell her what this child is going to accomplish in this world. Hallelujah. The things that you are not allowed to do. Why? Because this child is going to begin to deliver the children of Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. The word was specific. Hallelujah. Guess what? Do you know that every child born into this world, there's a purpose like that for every child. Every child. Some have bigger assignments than others, but everyone born into this world has an assignment. Everyone. Every child born into this world has an assignment. And as parents, is a, our duty as a parent is your duty to find out from God what this child is supposed to be, how you are to raise this child. Hallelujah. And I believe strongly that, because if you read from verse 1, verse 1 says, okay, the, children, the people of Israel sinned. They sinned. And then because of that, the Philistines were allowed to overpower them and put them in bondage. And then suddenly in verse 2, we hear of an angel appearing to a woman. But I believe strongly that there was prayer before the visitation. If you go to the book of Luke chapter 1, if you read about the, uh, what happened when 
John the Baptist, before John the Baptist was conceived, there was prayer. There was prayer. The Bible says it was the time of incense, which was a time of prayer. And the people were praying without. They were praying. Hallelujah. So, obviously, this woman was a woman of prayer. She was a woman of prayer. She didn't give up in praying about her situation. She was praying and the angel appearing to her was as a result of her prayer. Hallelujah. Praise God. So now the angel appears to her and says, listen, he's going to be a Nazareth and he's going to begin to deliver the children of Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. Verse 6. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, a man of God. Imagine how she described him. I don't know if she knew he was an angel. A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Very terrible. Mm. <laughs> Praise God. Because she didn't, she didn't know if her husband would believe her. So that's why she called him a man of God. But this man of God I saw, he didn't look like a normal human being. His countenance was different. Very terrible. But I asked him whence he was, where he came from. But he didn't tell me. Neither told me, he, me his name. He didn't tell me his name. And he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And now drink no wine, nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah entreated the Lord. You see? He, he entreated the Lord. He prayed. Hallelujah. He prayed. I told you this was a family of prayer. Now look at it. He entreated the Lord and said, O Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us and teach us. Look at this. Teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. Hallelujah. This is what parents are supposed to pray. Okay, Lord, you've given me this child. How am I supposed to raise this child? Because the truth is, you do not know. Most parents, they bring up their children according to how they were brought up. That's what most parents do. You know, and the, the thing basically is, the things that they didn't like when they were brought up, when they are raising their own children, they remove those things. But the basic experience is how you were raised. Hallelujah. Is that good to an extent? Yes. But you must find out what God wants to do with that child. There's something specific. He said, send the man of God again so he may teach us what we have to do, how to raise this child. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah and the angel of God came unto him, unto the woman as she sat in the field but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Hmm. That's another day's talk. But interesting, the Bible says God hearkened to his prayer. Now, if God hearkened to the prayer of Manoah when he asked for instruction and direction on how to raise the child, when you pray, he will hearken to you too. When you ask him for directions, he will, he will answer. He will teach you. He will let you know. Hallelujah. Now, it may not be the way it happened with Samson where an angel appeared physically and began to give him instructions. It may not happen like that. 
It doesn't even have to happen like that. And let me tell you something. There are some people who are very particular. They really want to see an angel physically and all that. See, God is a spirit, the Bible says. And anyone who has to have a relationship with God must relate with him as a spirit. Hallelujah. Angels don't have to appear physically. They are there. Can you connect in the spirit? Can you? Can you connect in the spirit? They don't have to appear physically. Many people are looking for that physical appearance and that's why there's a problem. If only we knew how often angels appear to us. You just be on your own. Suddenly, you just start having that voice in your head. See, it's not over with you. See, you, 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 you're going to be very great. You're going to do great things. Where do you think that is coming from? Or oh, you are feeling bad because of certain things that happen or something like that. And suddenly you begin to hear a voice. Listen, relax, calm down. This is not the end of the world. You will rise. You will come out of this. That's an angel talking to you. The Bible says there was a time Jesus prayed and an angel from heaven came and strengthened him. Now the Bible didn't tell us if it happened physically. It didn't have to happen physically. Hallelujah. It didn't have to. So the Bible says God hacked into the prayer of Manuel, which means if you do the same thing Manuel did, God will also answer you. Hallelujah. And the answer may come in a different way. It may not come how you want it. It may come by an instruction. Maybe you are in a church, you've prayed to God and asked certain questions. You go to church, the pastor is preaching and he begins to say certain things to answer that question. That's angelic activity right there. I have learned since 2014, I have learned, I've learned to yield myself to the Holy Spirit every time I want to minister. He taught me that. Hallelujah. So when I study my Bible, when I read my Bible, I read my Bible to know the word of God for myself. When I study, I study to know for myself. Hallelujah. But whenever I have to minister, I have learned how to yield myself to the Holy Spirit. And then this word should just be coming. And many times it's an angel standing beside and bringing the word. So sometimes in your human mind, you're like, okay, maybe I'll talk about this. But then you come and you find yourself talking about something else entirely. Praise the Lord. Even right now, what I, I thought I was going to talk about is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something entirely different. I thought I was going to talk about prayer. I thought that was going to be my focus and I had the line in which I wanted, I was thinking I was going to go. But now I'm talking about something entirely different. That's to let you know that this is purely angelic activity. Hallelujah. So many times, remember when Jesus said, when they're persecuting you and they bring you before the government and those in authority and everything, he said, don't premeditate on what you say for your father will give you words to say when you stand there. And many times he does this through angelic activities. Hallelujah. Even the prophetic anointing, it works through angelic activities. They will stand here so they know who is in the congregation. They know who is going to be listening to the message. So they begin to tell you things to answer the questions of these people. And that's how that's true ministry. Hallelujah. So sometimes you have asked God, you've prayed and asked God for an answer. But the answer will not come directly to you. You go to church, the pastor is preaching, and then suddenly your questions begin to be answered by the hand of the angel. Hallelujah. Your, your questions begin to be answered by the hand of the angel. Hallelujah. So that's how it happens. So if Manuel 
prayed and God hacking, as the Bible says. When you pray, God will hack him. Hallelujah. And he will send the man of God, the angel. Hallelujah. Praise God. But then again, he says, and, uh, and God hacking, yeah, right? And the angel was sent. And he came unto the woman. And sometimes I wonder why he came, always appeared to the woman. The Bible didn't say that, but he appeared to the woman. But her husband was not with her. Where was he? I don't know, but the Bible says he was not with her. And the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man hath appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. She ran and went to call her husband. She knew where he was. And Manoah rose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him, Art thou the man that speaketh unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. Oh, hallelujah. In other words, be it unto us according to your word. He believed it. He believed it. How shall we order the child? You see that? He asked again. How shall we order the child and how shall we do unto him? How are we supposed to raise the child? This is a question that parents are supposed to ask. How are we supposed to raise the child? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Hallelujah. He went on to tell her, listen, the same thing I told your wife, she shouldn't take any strong drink, she shouldn't drink wine, she shouldn't drink wine, she shouldn't eat any unclean thing for the sake of the child. And that's important. There are certain things that you do that will affect your children. So there are some things, I, was, I, I used to say this before. I said, if I was a smoker, for the sake of my children, I will stop. Praise the Lord. I will stop because there are things you do that will affect your children. That's why he's saying, if she was taking strong drink before, he says, stop. If she was taking wine before, of course, alcohol. He says, stop. For the sake of the child. And then he says, don't eat any unclean thing. Because this child will be in Nazareth. And Manuel said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. This guy is smart. He wants to give an offering. Because the Jews, they understand this. When a prophet comes to you and gives you a message, you have to sow a seed. So he didn't understand. He thought he was a human because this man appeared. So he thought he was a man, like a, a human being. He didn't know. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manuel, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. If thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manuel knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. You see what I mean? He didn't know. And that's the right thing. A man of God blesses you. You're supposed to. Don't wait for them to tell you to sow seed. You know, here, this, this is one um, area where I have problem with many people. And you know, there are many fake people. Many, many fake people. But when a man of God, a genuine servant of God is a blessing to you, you have to bless him with your carnal things. Hallelujah. It's very important. You have to bless him. You have to sow a seed. Sometimes some people's prophecies don't come to pass because they didn't sow a seed. Hallelujah. 
But I have a problem with some people who every time they, oh, they tell you to sow a sacrificial seed all the time. That's a problem. The Bible says, each man according as he proposed in his heart, let him give, not out of compulsion, according as he proposes in the heart. In your heart, many times when I want to give, for example, I hear the figure in my heart. When I want to give, I hear the figure in my heart. And when I hear it, somehow inside of me, there is an agreement. I know what is fair to give in my heart. Praise the Lord. So if we are sincere, the Spirit of God will tell you what you are supposed to give in your heart, not about the person. Hallelujah. So he said, okay, I want to give. I want to prepare food for you and all that. The angel said, no, if you're going to give anything, give it to the Lord as a burnt offering. Because at this time, he didn't know that he was talking to an angel. He thought he was just a prophet. Verse 17, And man was said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? He wants to engage in a conversation with this, this guy. What's your name? The next thing he will ask him, Where are you from? <laughs> Praise the Lord. What's your name? That when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor. Interesting. <laughs> All right, but this is interesting. He's saying, tell us your name. Let us know where you are from so that when these things you told us, your prophecy is fulfilled, we will come and share testimony in your church. We'll come and share the testimony of what... And this guy is a good guy. He's a smart guy, wise guy. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, saying it is a secret? Why are you asking after my name? It's a secret. He refused to tell him. Of course, because he was an angel. And he, that Manu was not supposed to know his name. So Manu took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord. And the angel did wondrously. And Manu and his wife looked on. For it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar, that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. And my God, whoa! He went with the offering and Manu and his wife looked on and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manu and to his wife. Then Manu knew that he was an angel of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Glory to God. Now this angel appears to the wife at first and then says, listen, you're going to conceive and give birth to a son and this is how you are supposed to do to raise a child. And then the woman told her husband later, the husband was like, oh, he prayed, Lord, please send this man again. And God hearkened, says that we may know how to raise this child. Hallelujah. Teach us how we are supposed to raise this child. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, God hearkened and sent the angel. The angel came again and gave them instruction again and said, this is how you are going to do. This is how you are going to raise the child. Hallelujah. Which means if you are, if you're bringing a child into this world, you should also pray the prayer of Manuel. Lord, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to raise the child? And if God hacking to Manuel, he will hack to you also. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, when uh, our first son Rex was conceived and, you know, he was born, that was a very, ah, that was a very interesting moment of my life. Like out of the blues, like, from nowhere, I'm a father. Like, no matter how you clean your eyes, like it's a reality. Lord, am I 
am I experienced enough to raise this child? How am I going to raise this child? And I began to pray and say, Lord, help us to raise this child in the way of the Lord. There were certain things we prayed about. Oh, glory to God. Lord, there were certain things, there are certain goals, dreams that I had for my children. There's a certain way they were supposed to be and all that. But the place where we were at the time, it didn't seem like it was possible. And so prayer, by prayer, God began to give us instructions how to raise them carefully, how to raise them. He began to give us instruction. And though we were in a place where that seemed impossible, we are seeing that happen. We are seeing it happen in an amazing way. In an amazing way. Praise the Lord. You know, one of my biggest concerns, I'm just going to put it out here. One of my biggest concerns was, you know, because the children were born in Cyprus. And, you know, Cyprus, English is not their first language. So even the ones who are adults, some people, educated people in Cyprus, they can't speak English. They don't speak English because English is not their first language. And then some, yes, they can communicate in, you know, English, broken English and all that stuff. So I was like, I had a concern. I didn't want a situation where my children will be born and then they will be raised and they won't be able to speak English fluently or they'll be speaking broken English or something like that because I know that what God had told me before they were conceived, they will do great things around the world. And in the world today, English is the lingua franca, whether you believe it or not. If you want to succeed in the world, you have to know how to speak English around the world, basically. Praise God. So that was the goal that we had. But then, you know, they've been born here. And then, of course, at some point, they have to go to school where they speak Greek. English schools are very expensive and all. We had to pray. Hallelujah. We had to pray. And then we were confessing, declaring they will go to English school. They will do this. We were just confessing and declaring, even though we didn't have the finances then. But somehow God made it happen. And even before then, God began to give us the wisdom how to raise them through YouTube videos. So they were watching YouTube videos. Through those videos, their vocabularies were improving. Through those videos, their vocabularies were improving like that. And we... we, we, we Learn by the grace of God, you know, by the help of the Spirit to channel them rightly. Until now, even we as parents, many times they correct us when we speak. When we pronounce something in a certain way, they will say, no, daddy, it's not like that. Daddy, it's not purpose, it's purpose. <laughs> you know, I'm talking, I say, your purpose. They say, no, daddy, it's not purpose, it's purpose. I say, okay, purpose. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And every time I hear that in my heart, I'm excited. I'm grateful to God. Hallelujah. But it was, a, all that is an answer to prayer. And then also my son, Rex. Now one day I was teaching in church and I was telling them how that, you know, as a teenager, sometimes, you know, my dad will say we should go to bed and I'll sneak and hide. I'll be reading my Bible. I'll be reading my Bible. And this kid was listening to me when I was saying it. And so after service, he said, Daddy, did you... Read your Bible when your dad said you should go to bed. I say, yes, I actually did. But, hey, I was a teenager. Are you a teenager? He says, no, but in his mind, he had already made up his mind what he was going to do. And so, after that, when we say go to bed, this guy, will, you see him sneaking with his Bible because he wants to have his own story too. And he'll go to bed, he'll be on the bed. And after a while, you've told him to go to bed, you go to the room. 
you open the door, you see the light is on, you see him doing something. What is he doing? He's reading his Bible. And then, you know, initially, I had said to him, initially I told him, Rex, you know, it's time to go to bed. And I told him, you know, when I did that, I was a teenager, I mean, so you shouldn't do that, you should go to bed. But then one day God spoke to me. He said, whenever you see him reading his Bible, don't stop him. Even if it's bedtime and he told him to go to bed, whenever you see him reading his Bible, don't stop him. That's what God told me. Hallelujah. So when I heard that, I said, oh, okay. I stopped. Because the truth is, many of the things that I know today, I knew them, many of the stories of the Bible, I, I read them as a kid, as a child. The things that the children assimilate when they are little, it sticks with them throughout. That's why the Bible says, train up a child in the way you go. When he is old, he will not depart. He will not forget that upbringing of childhood. So God told me, he said, even if you've told them to go to bed, if the boy is there and then he's reading his Bible, leave him alone. Allow him to read. That's what God told me. So, you know, his mom was saying something about it. The other day, say, Rex, when it's time to go to bed, your parents say, go to bed, go to bed. I had to call her and say, listen, this is what God told me. Whenever he's reading his Bible, leave him alone. Even if we've asked him to go to bed, leave him. Why? Because there is a way God wants this child to be raised. Hallelujah. Remember that children are alone from God to you. They are alone. They are not your property per se. They belong to God. The Bible says all souls are mine. They are God's property. So it's just a loan that was given to you. So in raising the child, you have to seek God. You have to ask God to help you to raise a child properly. Hallelujah. Sometimes we may want our child to be oh, growing a certain way, to be a doctor, to be a lawyer, to be an engineer, to be this or that. But God has another plan for the child. Hallelujah. That's why even when you are raising a child, be careful. Many people that went to sports and became great in sports, especially in Africa, their parents never wanted them doing that. Praise the Lord. They never went there. And as a parent, you don't want to be the number one hindrance for your children. And don't use that excuse and say, well, I didn't know. Why didn't you know? Don't use that excuse. Many parents have been the number one hindrance of their children. And then they'll go out and say, well, I didn't know. See, listen, when you do that, the children will forgive you, but understand that you did not play a major part. You were not a part of their success. That's one thing you must understand. You want to be a part of their success. Praise the Lord. And that's why that prayer is important. The prayer of Manuel is important. Hallelujah. You want to be a part of your children's success. You want your children to include your name when they are telling their story of success. That's why you must pray the prayer of Manuel. So you are not a hindrance, but you are a support system for them. Hallelujah. See, many parents, they were the number one hindrances to their children. Number one hindrances. And that's not right. If you read later about uh, Samson, which is later, you read later about it, the Bible says Samson wanted to marry a Philistine woman. And his parents, these same ones who heard from God. Because the Bible says that God told them that he will begin to deliver the children of Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. So one day the child grew up. You as a parent, you raise the child properly and everything. You know that this child doesn't just do things anyhow. There's something about this child. One day he gets up and says he wants to marry a Philistine. The Bible says it was God that was moving him to do that. But his parents said no. Is 
there no one among our people to marry? Hallelujah. Samson's problem was not marrying a Philistine. Chapter 14 verse 1. And Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me to wife. Then his father and mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren or among all my people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. You know, somebody may hear this or read this and think, This guy is stubborn. His father is telling him the right thing. But look at the next verse, verse 4. But his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord. Why? That he sought an occasion against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. So the way it was going to be accomplished was through marriage. The way Samson was going to enter into the Philistine society was through marriage. That's how God planned for it to be. My question is, how come the parents didn't know? What if Samson had listened to his parents? He may not have fulfilled his purpose. The mistake of Samson was not marrying a Philistine. This was not Delilah for your information. This was somebody else. It was God who planned it. And this is how God wanted it to be. But his parents didn't know. Hallelujah. So ignorance is not an excuse. If you pray, God will answer you. He will tell you. Hallelujah. If Manuel heard this thing, for example, and it was troubling him, what was he supposed to do? Go and pray. Oh God, what is going on? You gave us a child. You sent your angel to tell us, please, what is going on here? And God has a way of communicating to your spirit. He could send a prophet in those days. He could speak to you through dream. He could bring information in it somehow. Praise the Lord. So as a parent, you don't want to be a hindrance to your children's destiny to their purpose you don't want to be a hindrance hallelujah because you're not gonna like when they're telling their story and they say the part that you played you may say i didn't know well I, I was ignorant i didn't know but that's not an excuse why didn't you know because you didn't pray hallelujah why didn't you know i had times even in my, my growing up years i had times where i was really really hindered by my father praise the lord i was really really hindered of course, yes, he didn't know. He didn't know that that's what, what uh, God wanted to know. But again, and that's what I'm saying. Ignorance is not an excuse. If you pray and ask God about this child he has given to you, he will tell you. Hallelujah. He will tell you. So parents, there are some of you that are listening to me right now. Maybe you've had your kids already. And you know, you, you've passed, you know, having kids. But this knowledge is still important because you can teach them to your children. You can teach them to your grandchildren. You can teach them. Hallelujah. And then there are also some young people who are listening to me. Maybe now you don't have families yet. This is the best. Like, it's, this, is, this is great. Knowing this now, you can begin to program your future. You can begin to know how to pray when that time comes. Hallelujah. So, like, this is the best thing that can happen to you because now you have this information. Some parents didn't have that information, so they just raised their children anyhow. But now you know. So, from the time of conception, prayer. Then you ask God to tell you how to raise the children and he will tell you how to raise them and you raise them. And also there's a way you observe the child. I'll end with this one. You observe the child. 
You watch that child. One day, Joseph went to meet his father, Jacob, and said, I had a dream. I saw the sun and the moon and 11 stars. I saw them all bow before me. And the Bible says, Jacob wondered. He said, what is this? Are you trying to say your mother and I and all your brothers will bow before you? He knew that that was what the dream meant. But he was like, what is the meaning of this? This is strange. He didn't rebuke the boy. That was, even though the boy was coming to say something strange. In other words, he's saying, listen, I'm going to be bigger than every one of you here. And I mean, Joseph was the second to the last son. So why is this boy saying this? There must be a reason. He didn't rebuke the boy. It worried him, but he observed the child. Hallelujah. He observed. And I'm sure God probably revealed something about that boy to Jacob because Jacob was a prophet. And so one day he got him a coat of many colors, a symbol of royalty. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even though his brothers were furious, but that coat of many colors led him to his destiny because it was that, that was the final straw. Hallelujah. So it was prophetic. That was the final straw that broke the camel's back. The brothers couldn't take it anymore. And they said, no, we got to take this guy because of that coat. And it led him to his destiny. Hallelujah. If Joseph was telling his story, every part he would talk about his father, only good. Because you could tell that the father saw that there was something special about this child. And he raised him like that. Hallelujah. So as parents, you want to be on the good side when the children are writing about the role you played in their success. Hallelujah. So the secret is pray the prayer of Manoah. Hallelujah. If somebody saw the topic, for example, now the prayer of Manoah, they wonder, what is that? Who is Manoah? Praise the Lord. So this is exactly what the prayer of Manoah is about. Praying and asking God for direction for the upbringing of the child you are bringing into this world. Hallelujah. When you pray and ask God, the Bible says, God hack him to Manoah and he will hack him to you. Hallelujah. And he will teach you how to raise that child. Praise God. And you'll be able to raise the child in the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I hope you have learned something very vital today, something important today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your people, even as they have heard your word. The entrance of your word always brings light and understanding. Now they know better. Hallelujah. How to raise their children. And even those who have already had their children, the knowledge, the wisdom that you've brought to them, it will help them to become better. They can teach their children. They can teach their grandchildren. And they can teach people that are around them, bless them, teach them, bring this information to them on how to raise children in the right way. Father, as they pray the prayer of Mano, Lord, we know that you will answer because the Bible says you are the Lord and you change it not. If you answered Mano when he prayed, you will answer them when they pray. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. I give thanks to God for yet another important uh, opportunity that he had given me to bring his word to you. And I know that you have been blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm excited because this message, people are going to hear this message and they will apply them and godly children will be raised. Hallelujah. Children who will fulfill their purpose, 
will be raised by reason of this message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to come to you again with another interesting topic on our podcast. Until I be with you again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.